Welcome to Down with Joe DeRosa. How is everybody doing? I hope you're well. I'm uh, coming to you live from Toronto, uh, where I am uh, doing shows at the very, very sweet uh, comedy bar. What a nice place. I had a great time up here all weekend. Uh, great staff, great crowds, uh, great uh, producer promoter, uh, and my new friend Taylor. Uh, great shows. Everything was awesome. It was just a really great place to work and perform. If you're ever in Toronto, check it out. Uh, if you're in Houston, I'll be coming uh, to you this Thursday, and I have shows at the Improv Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. Uh, and don't forget to go online and leave those one-star reviews. Make me the lowest-rated comedian on the Internet. Please. Get the job done. Uh, okay, so without further ado, here's this week's episode. It's another crossover ep. Uh, we will return to our usual format soon uh, when the traveling slows down a bit. But this is uh, actually in the format of the show uh, because this is a crossover rep with a, po- a podcast called Utopia to Me uh, that uh, my friend Chris Locke uh, hosts. And the whole podcast is about what your version of utopia is. Uh, so utopia is certainly a topic we would discuss on this podcast, I think. And Chris is certainly a guy I would have on this podcast. Uh, so his podcast actually fits right into the parameters of my podcast, at least for this week. So without further ado, uh, I present to you the crossover episode with Utopia to me. Well, thanks for, uh, so much for coming on. Good. Thanks for having me. Um, this is Joe DeRosa, who's from now in L.A. Yes. But came up in New York. Uh, yeah, I started in Philly. Oh, started in Philly. Okay. And then, well, I was there for a very short period, about two, maybe under two years probably. And then I went to New York. The bulk of the, the, bulk of the come up was New York. Yeah. About the, 10 years or so in New York. It seems like everyone's leaving New York for L.A. now. There's even like articles about it and stuff. Yeah, I think uh, <clears throat> like a mass exodus. There is, I, you know, it's funny. I at first, at first, I really missed New York, and uh, I hadn't really quite established my LA life yet. And uh, I thought about all the time going back. And the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I don't have a lot of friends back there anymore. Yeah, you know, and the friends that I do have back there, a lot of them are in like serious relationships and. They're or, not fun. Yeah, or they're getting married, or they have yeah, kids yeah. now, or whatever. So I was like, the fuck am I going to do Like, as a bachelor, like yeah. moving back to New York? I, all my friends seem to live out here now in L.A. Yeah. So I kind of, that kind of helped with everything, you know? But I, that, that's definitely a transitional period. I think New York has changed quite a bit, and I think L.A. has too. Yeah. And I think there are pros and cons on both sides of it, but, you know, L.A. certainly is a much cooler... Uh, and uh, fruitful comedy scene yeah. to offer now than it used to. I was just there in March um, for a while, and uh, I only started going about three years ago to do shows and stuff. And I, I've already noticed like a, a huge change just in since like 2012. Yeah, it's really, yeah. it's really pretty great. It's funny. All my New York friends will be like, what, "Do you do you ever get on stage?" And I'm like. Yeah, dude. I'm yeah. like, it's not like it used to be. It's not like you get one show a week. I'm like, dude, I get up five, six times a week if yeah. I want to. It's like, I, I don't need to get up any more than that, man. Like, you That's know. something I worry about, too, because Toronto's like the best in Canada because we all filter here. Yeah. 
And you can do like two to three shows a night, almost New York-y style. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I worry about that. But then the ones in LA are just more valuable because people go out to those shows. Like well, the industry goes to those shows and so, stuff. Yeah, sometimes that's true. But yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. I think they're more valuable for a, a different reason. I think the reason LA shows are a little more valuable to me than New York shows were was because there is a little bit more of a limited supply of them. I think you can take stage time for granted and it becomes right. like... Uh, you know, it becomes like, uh, like well, like everything else has become. It's just this this overabundance of everything. And then, you know, it's like, I love Netflix. I love it. Yeah. But I certainly don't appreciate watching a movie as much as I used to. Yeah. Because I'm just like, eh, next, next, next. You know, yeah. like, so. That's true. So, you know, it, there's a good side and a bad side to everything. And I think yeah. that's the unfortunate side to a ton of stage time is, you start to not appreciate it as much, yeah. you know, and then you're on, you find yourself yeah, on you stage. Yeah, you got a rep and you're going up there just kind of dicking around, like... Yeah, and you're just kind of <laughs> like, uh, who cares, and I'll yeah, have I another did, show like, in an hour, I don't give a shit, and... I did yeah. the cabin last year, actually, and uh, I kind of went in and out of material on that show, and uh, and local guys were like, man, you know, you gotta, like, take advantage of the time, like, just hit your material, because like, everybody, you know, like New York guys. That was that. New York, yeah. Really? Yeah, and I was like, well, I was kind of riffing because the audience was a little lame. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I was trying to get them going, but nah, that was just man, one show. I don't know if it's all. It's not always like that. Obviously, I don't but. think that's bad. I just I would have shows though in but New York sometimes where I would be like, I'd literally say on stage, yeah, it wouldn't be going that well, and they'd be like, guys, I don't give a shit. I have another show in an hour. I don't fucking care. Yeah, exactly. Like, and I would just throw it. Like, because yeah. uh, I just was like, I don't fucking care. I'm not, you know. And and I, after a while, I realized like that's not good to do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, L.A. It's like I, I kind of like if you only have one spot in a night, and it's you know you have ten minutes or whatever. And it's like I go, I I do the spots where I need to do them. It's like I have stuff I need to work on, and I go and I work on it. I've written material just because I had a spot. Like I'd be like. I have a spot tonight. I don't have anything that's not working that well. Right? I should write a new thing, and like I'll write it, and yeah. then like go and like you get a new bit out of it. Sometimes, sometimes you don't, but yeah, you know, like uh, so I, you know, anyway, that's just my that's my full take on it. When we did that show, like you, uh, I don't even know if we met fully, but we both did this show, Sleepaway Camp, last year. Yeah, um, were you, had you moved there yet? Yeah, I, I was living there. That was okay. one of the first shows i did in la yeah, in that big theater yeah i yeah. think yeah um and now you're in toronto doing some shows this weekend yeah so that's cool and yeah. is this your first time here uh this is my third time here oh yeah for yeah. stand-up yeah oh cool where else yeah. have you played uh i was here over the summer for jfl 42 oh yeah uh that was a lot of fun and oh, uh and then i was here before that because rob yeah, uh, Rob Mayu. Mayu uh, brought me up for a show. Yeah, um, but I can't remember the venue. Was that the? That was, the what, did they smoke pot in the venue? No. Okay. No, <laughs> it was a while ago. Some yeah. little like art space. Oh, okay. In Toronto, in yeah. a in a very like New Yorky section of Toronto, it felt very Brooklyny. I can't remember where. Oh, it was. maybe it was actually on the Ossington or something. But yeah, okay. 
but it was fun. I remember that show. We That's walked. Cool. We after the show. We the show was really fun, and the fans were great, and the other comics were great. Graham K was on it, and he's an old friend of mine. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and uh, he's, like, he's out in LA now too. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's, in fact, he texted me last night, and he was like, "What are you doing?" I was like, oh, I'm in Toronto, actually. Oh, you should tell him you did this. <laughs> uh, I will. He, he's done this, yeah. I will. But yeah, so he uh, he uh, he was on the show, and uh, you know, we did the, the show was fun, and then we walked to this bar, and I remember the bar was really cool, but I just remember walking to it and passing these cool spots, and I was like, I like this place, man. This is yeah. cool. Like, this is a cool city. And then when I came back for JFL 42, I really got to experience it. Yeah, I was that, like, that fest is awesome. Yeah, I was like, I, man, I'd live here if I could. Yeah, well, I'm from here, and I'm working on my green card stuff for the States, but it's hard. Like, it's a, it is a comfort zone. It, it's kind of... I feel like it's like Chicago or San Francisco to a degree. Like, good yeah. scenes, good cities. But if you really want to make it, you just got to move a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, theoretically. Yeah. Theor- it depends. It depends on what your You can live of off of it is. here, but yeah, it's, you know, if you're really ambitious, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you know, I don't know. I have mixed emotions about all that stuff. Like, does I, it matter? You I'm know? starting to myself, too. Yeah, I think it's it, age. I think we're around the same age. How old are you? Uh, 37. Me, too. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So it's, yeah. Around you, this age, you're like, man, I'm cruising, whatever. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, I just, I don't know, man. Like, the, the like I've, I, I, you know, I, I try to do as many ambitious things as I can, but, yeah. but, but like, because I want to do them, you know, like, it's like I want to yeah. sell a TV show, be, not because, like, oh, I want to be on TV. It's like, I, I, I have projects that I believe in. Yeah. And I'd like to get them made, and that would be very cool. But, like, you know, like, yeah, the more the more I learn about all of it, the more I'm just like, my God, like, does does any of it matter? I don't yeah, know. No, like, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you scored a sweet gig recently. I saw you on Better Call Saul. Yeah, it was fun. Mike's hookup, man. That was fun. That's huge. Yeah, it was really <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I was surprised to have gotten that. What's the? Uh, <laughs> yeah, what's his name? Jonathan Banks. What's the vibe like being in the room with him working? Like, is he just intense or what? He's super nice, man. Yeah. He's super nice. If you listen to him on like podcasts and stuff, he's really he's really nice and he's funny yeah. and he's personable and Well, I saw a clip of him tearing up when he knew he was leaving Breaking Bad. Yeah. So you could tell he was like a softy off out of character. Yeah. He's a great dude. We're from sort of the same area. Uh oh, cool. and uh so we kind of bonded on that a little bit and um He's just a cool guy. He's funny, man. He's really yeah. funny. And he knows like how to turn on that like that callous like mic energy to in a, to be funny like in yeah, right. conversation. So it's like I like I like him. He'll like Sweet. break your balls a little bit, you know. <laughs> he's a he's a good dude, man. Yeah. He's a really good dude. Seems like Vince Gilligan likes comedians on the show. It seems that way. So it I seems think that you're way. In, like a good good little group there. Yeah, that they he, they've had a yeah. lot of comics on. I know, you know, obviously Burr was on and uh Yeah. And they had uh, Josh Fadem on, and yeah. um, who else? There's been a bunch well, of people. Well, Bob Odenkirk is like the well, star duh, of duh, this duh, one Jesus, now. yeah. I keep, <laughs> I keep forgetting that. Like, I know, because he's transitioned so well, yeah. and just being amazing, um, yeah. amazing actor. Yeah, but Odenkirk, wasn't Coleman, was, was it Coleman Green? Who else? There's another. I don't know who that is. Or Lavelle Crawford. It was, no, Lavelle Crawford. Wait, Lavelle? I think it was a little bit, I can't remember. Anyway, <laughs> but there have been a shitload of comedians. On oh, the, the show. guy who was Saul's like security guy 
in Breaking Bad? Wasn't he a stand-up or something? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I'm foggy. Well, there you go. I'm foggy <laughs> on it right now. Yeah, it's okay. We don't really need to figure out. People listening can go on IMDb There's so want. many characters. <laughs> yeah. We actually, you know, it's funny. <laughs> we did a monologue about when I, I wrote for uh, Pete Holmes had a talk show on TBS. Mm-hmm. And uh, I wrote for it. But we did a monologue about about TV about starting a new TV show, how impossible it is. Yeah. Because there's so many characters. And we talked about like, I think it was, I think it was, what were the shows? I think we talked about Mad Men, Breaking Bad, and uh, um, I can't remember what the third show was. But yeah. it was just like, we, it was, I just, it was one of my favorite monologues to write on because it was just, it was so true. And it was like, so, so how I felt about so many TV shows where yeah. like the second season would be starting and people were like, you have to watch it. <laughs> and then like, <laughs> I'd be like, I don't know where to start, man. Like, I remember like watching, I remember reading the last Harry Potter book because I wanted to know what happened yeah. so badly. And I didn't read the other books. <laughs> and uh, I remember reading it with my IMDB open. Yeah, because it was so many fucking characters. Yeah, you're like we okay. talked about that in the in the monologue. We talked about Lord of the Rings. Oh, Game of Thrones. That was the main show. Oh we yeah, about. that's insane. Saying, yeah, he was saying people. It was it was mostly Game of Thrones, and then the joke was that his space was already taken up by the Breaking Bad and Mad Men characters, <laughs> and he didn't have room for any more characters. Yeah, and they all had beards. They all had like uh, fur coats on. Like, who the hell? Why is this another guy? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't yeah. keep track. And there's more characters characters coming out now more and more it's insane yeah that's so, so funny yeah um and then okay so stand-ups like you're basically just living off stand-up too right and that's acting my, that's my job i mean yeah you, know, you have three albums out four albums out four yeah this hour i'm doing yeah this weekend up here is my fifth hour oh, uh, sweet. so that'll be well i shouldn't say that my fourth album was like a, a b-sides collection so this is my fourth hour um but it'll be my fifth album. Yeah, I saw eventually. that one online today. You're open with like, I might be recording a CD and the crowd's like, yeah, and you're like, ah, maybe though, you know? I don't yeah. know. <laughs> like, they're like, oh. Yeah, that was from the first time I ever tried to record an album. Yeah. And it was not going great for the first oh, yeah. like 10, 15 minutes. Was it not at a comfort zone kind of club? Like just a random club? Or? I went to Atlanta to do it, yeah. which I love Atlanta. I usually have fun shows down there, but it was my first time ever performing in Atlanta. And I just, the first like 10 or 15 minutes wasn't hitting. It was yeah. probably my fault. I just don't think I was comfortable. And uh, and I just, uh, and, that, and I remember that. I got to like the fifth joke and I said that. And I was like, um... I might be recording. I don't know. <laughs> and then it took off, and there actually a lot of the album is from that. Nice. Like there's a lot of like fun stuff. And I wouldn't have ever put it out. As, I think that's so funny. It's called mistakes were made. The B sides. Oh, mistakes were made. The yeah. B sides. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's great. No other comedian's ever done that. I don't think. Yo, know, let's. I call it. Yeah, I, I don't think so. Or like, I guess like old record companies would rip off random Richard Pryor stuff and put it yeah. out randomly. But yeah. that's about it. No one said, here's some, some nice stuff. Eddie Murphy put out unreleased stuff on his Greatest Hits album. Oh, yeah? Um, but Is My Girl Likes to Party All the Time on that? No, it's <laughs> his Greatest Hits of Comedy. Oh. Uh, you never but, know. Yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's... Uh, I don't know. I, I just... My whole take with it was I love... I love B-sides. Yeah. And I remember Gangstar put out um, this this double album called Full Clip. Yeah. And it was a best of. 
And it had some sh- of their best jams are on there. Yeah, it was all yeah. their best songs, but then it had shitloads of B-sides on it, too, which was awesome. All for the cash. Yes. That's my jam. Yeah, unreleased. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, and I went, they were did a signing at Tower Records in Philly, and I went because I was such a big fan, and I wanted to meet them. Yeah. And I have I got it autographed. But I remember saying to DJ Premier, I'm like I remember saying like, hey man, I'm like a true like music head. Like, I, thank you for putting all the B sides on it, man. Yeah. And he was like, oh dude, I love B sides. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh this is like I remember that in that moment. I was like, oh this is like a thing. Holy shit! Like people like so somewhere in the seed of your B side <laughs> album is DJ Premier saying I love B sides. Yeah, because I and he gave you that. Because, like unconscious motivation. Yeah, like from DJ fucking Premier. Up until that point, <laughs> I swear to God, I thought it was like a rock thing. Yeah. Because because rock like punk bands and stuff. Well, all those 12 inches in the late or like early 90s hip hop, like they all had rare like weird tracks that throwaway tracks and yeah, they were sometimes the best. Like remixes and stuff. Yeah. And uh yeah. and like sometimes yeah, sometimes like a non-album track or whatever. Yeah. You know, or like they'd have the acapellas or whatever. And I like that stuff, but I always thought the B-side culture was like yeah, was like a rock thing because if I worked in a record store and all the imports were rock imports, yeah. So they'd have like a Nirvana or a Bad Religion or or Faith No More or something CD maxi single from from Europe England or, or Japan or something, yeah, yeah. and there'd be an unreleased song on it and live tracks and whatever, and it yeah. was predominantly rock. So, so when he said that, I was like, this isn't a rock thing. This is like a music thing. Like people like this. Yeah, and it stuck. It did stick stick in my head, and then eventually I had all this extra material like laying around that never got released and that was recorded. And I was gonna do a sketch and stand up album. I was gonna do a sketch album that had stand up clips connecting the sketches. Did you do sketch back in the day? Or no, no. Which is why I didn't end up doing a sketch <laughs> album because yeah, okay. I was like, oh, that'll be fun. And then the more I thought about it, I was like, wait a minute, I think this is gonna be hard. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I ended up not doing that, and well, and, and as I was cutting the stand-up clips, I was just trying yeah. to pull stuff. I, I was like, "Fuck, man! There's like an album's worth of shit here." And then I think there that's was great. two CDs, and I was like, well, "Let's just do a B-sides." Right Next there. time you do an interview, and they're like, "What? Who are your influences?" Just be like DJ Premier, <laughs> he, he, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, DJ Premier and Eddie Murphy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's awesome. Well, uh, uh, yeah. Thanks again for coming on. We're gonna. You, I told you about the premise last night. Yeah, it's called Utopia to Me. A lot of comedians have done it so far. It's still new. I started it in September, but it's fun. So we talk about what your perfect utopian world would look like. What do you think about that? Does that sound like something you want to do right now? Yeah. Okay. Sweet. Sure. So, I you have you thought about it at all? Probably not. Right. You just gotta, yeah. Yeah. Do you have any ideas? Without I, I can ask you questions, but if you have any ideas you want to say first, I lived in my utopia. You did? Yeah. Where? Uh, when I lived in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, oh yeah, uh, before I moved to New York, I mean before I moved to LA, yeah. um, that was I literally used to say to people, they would say, "How do you like living in Williamsburg?" Because I was only there for about six months, yeah, and they would say, "How do you like li- living in Williamsburg?" And I would say every time, I literally feel like Walt Disney came to me and said, <laughs> "We're going to create a park based on what you like," yeah, and it's Williamsburg, yeah, it was. It was perfect. What era Williamsburg? Like recent, like 
it was more recent than later, but it was. Like it was this uber hip Williamsburg at that point still, right? It wasn't. It was, it was the, the true, like what would be considered the sort of tried and true hipster dumb of Williamsburg had moved on to Bushwick. Right. Okay. So uh, a few so, years ago. Yeah. So, so Williamsburg at the time that I moved in were a lot of people like me. They were people in their 30s yeah. that didn't want to get married yet and weren't necessarily settling down and still liked to go out and have fun and still had interests that I think in a lot of other neighborhoods would be written off as young people interests. Yeah. You know, so uh, it was great. There were amazing record stores. I love yeah. music. I love buying music. Uh so music is huge. It's a huge world. part of my life. Yeah. yeah. So, so what's your favorite all-time music? All-time mu- like genre? Yeah, maybe like a few bands if you could think of. I'd say rap is probably my favorite genre ever. Yeah. Um, but are you like me? Because we're the same age. Are you like you dip in and hear some of the new stuff, but it's just won't ever get you like the old stuff? Um, the new stuff. I mean, rap is so big now that like. There are subgenres, you yeah. know, like and it's like what happened with rock. So, well, the indie backpack rap of like the early two thousands got lame by the mid two thousands, but now it's kind of all right because I guess like Run the Jewels is like LP and Killer Mike, right. you know, like there's and like they get sh- props from like every like it's just it's, it's sort of like comedy where there's no alternative comedy per yeah. se anymore either. It's just all blended into this new wave. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's 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 crazy how how big those guys are uh, yeah I yeah know. that's insane. insane i didn't realize how i think big that's they got. pitchfork a lot of that is pitchfork yeah so and also just killer mike being so amazing yeah they're great man they're those guys are both great like that's they're they're a really great group so like you know yeah. that's an example of a new thing that i that i have a lot of respect for and yeah and like and but um you what? know but like anything else man most of the sh- it's like any other music most of the shit that gets nominated for grammys i don't give a fuck about yeah yeah um occasionally you know a run the jewels or an m&m or or somebody like that i that i really like or a dre or whoever you know get through and and get nominated but yeah. like it's usually fucking macklemore and yeah and uh izzy is iggy azalea whatever i think it's name funny is. that macklemore won last year or whatever and uh, where is he sort of type of thing. And then, you know, Kendrick's second, our main album is just fucking incredible. Like, Kendrick's w- really good. World changing. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick's really good. So he's a new guy I like. I like Joey Badass a lot. Yeah. Um, it's weird now because guys like Joey Badass are doing, are almost, are doing like almost throwback to the yeah. 90s because they. That's what they grew up on. I, I mean, I grew up on it too. But he's and then the way they're trying to bring back like a New York sound, right? Yeah, which I mean, which, which is I guess like really a, interesting to hear that '90s sound come back again because I that's a very distinct sound. Yeah. Um, but I love hip hop, man. I love. I mean, if you look at my Spotify playlists, it's mostly hip hop. Yeah. Uh, you know, but I mean, I love. Okay, I will look. Huh? Uh, yes, I will look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Utopian World. We, do you want to keep talking about rap or go back to the Utopian I love thing? it all. Okay. Uh, we're learning about you no matter what. But yeah, so there's rap all over this, your Utopian world, predominantly. Yeah. You mentioned well, some music of, stores. Music, music stores. Music stores. Okay. Like old vinyl and stuff like whatever. CDs, vinyl, whatever. man. Whatever. And you said something about 
people like in the area that you like that didn't want to get married yet are you still like that uh, I'm I'm not like relationships in this per- like this is your it's not Williamsburg per se say you're building your own perfect utopian yeah, world yeah sure what are relationships like then uh, they're not annoying <laughs> you know there <laughs> yeah, are people yeah. that are in relationships that are fun to hang out with yeah and people that aren't that are fun to hang out with so like, you've been in some that are just fucking annoying and you're like I just can't stand when like somebody gets in a relationship and that relationship defines them and they lose their identity right. and who they are and and they just aren't fun anymore. You know, it's like it's like you can have no kids, you could have a gaggle of kids, you could be single or you could be married. Whatever it is, just still be fun, man. Yeah. You know, and like that's what I would say. The attractive thing to me about Williamsburg was. The fact that so many people were in my position, but it wasn't like, of course, as a single man, you're like, ooh, single girls. You know what I mean? Yeah, so that yeah. was great, yeah. uh, too. But like, so it was a good place to be single because you didn't feel alone. So, of course, as a single man, I'd want to be around more single people than couples because if you're around just couples, it's not your utopia anymore because yeah. then you're of the course. outsider. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, the only reason I appreciated, or one of the reasons I appreciated there being so many single people around wasn't like, oh, because single people are better. It was just like, yeah, we've been like run off into this like cult yeah, where it's like if, if you're past a certain age and you're single, like if people look at you like there's something wrong with you. And it's like, no, man, I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as I'm having a great fucking time. I'm trying to clony this thing, you know, like I'm having fun, you know, yeah. and it's like when it's time to settle down, I will. And until then, like no apologies for not. That's you know? got to be the name of this next hour. I'm trying to clony this thing. <laughs> One of my favorite jokes ever was about him. Yeah. And I stopped doing it because he got married. I think he's getting divorced now, but really? I don't know. The tabloid said he was. I, who knows if it's true, but people, someone was a couple people were adamant to me that he was gay, but that's such a Hollywood thing that do. that was my joke. Oh, okay. I was like, I was yeah. like, I love George Clooney, and I, I love, I love how everybody's always like, he's gay, you know. And I'm like, why is he gay? And people are always like, oh, uh, fifty years old, still single. That means he's gay. And I was like, no, that means he's owning crushing ass. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> I think I know it. that joke. I think I've heard that joke. Maybe that was a joke I used to say. Yeah, <laughs> that's. Not- but yeah. I, I love that about him. I love that he's like, go yeah. fuck yourselves. I'm yeah. running shit. I'm handsome as hell. Yeah, I'm like, this generation's Bogart. Get the fuck out of my way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's not, a, he's not a pig. He's not a sexist. He's not a misogynist. He's just a dude having a great time. So in your utopian world, you are clooning this thing. Are you single oh, right now? I didn't now? know we could go that far. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I thought you can I just, make this up. All, like, I thought I could just in- create the environment. Uh no, isn't we just doesn't, it doesn't even have to be planet Earth, man. Like I want this to get this gets silly. Oh, this can get as weird as we want it. Yeah, to. and we're only twenty five minutes in. That's not bad. You can right. you can go nuts. Well, then, you, I, do you know who I, Matt Kirshen is? Matt uh, Kirshen, yeah, British yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. He when he did this recently, once he started realizing all the capabilities that he could make up, he literally blew his mind on the podcast. You have to listen to it. It's super funny. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I would imagine so. I thought we had to keep it within, like, believable. Nah, like, it gives a shit, man. Oh, well, then fuck Williamsburg, man. <laughs> but, you, but it's okay because we established vibes you like. That's what Vibes, I'm yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck all that. I'd ditch all of it <laughs> to live in the Star Wars universe <laughs> and be a Jedi Knight. Yeah. That's, that would be my utopia. 
Amazing. I want to be a Jedi Knight in the Star Wars universe. <laughs> a single Jedi Knight that cruises to rap music, like in your yeah, sure. fighter. I I've always wanted a Chewbacca. Yeah. Always. It's part of why I got a dog. <laughs> That's the closest I could come to having a What is it a like a chocolate lab or something? Yeah, he's, he's bone white, but uh, uh. I mean but like I he's a it's a male dog. Yeah. You know, he's like he like he's kind of a lap dog. But he's got energy, so he's cuddly and like defensive of me. Yeah, or you know, so like it kind of feels like having a Chewbacca a little bit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's as close as I could ever come to it. Can he do the life. noise a little bit? Does he go like a little bit? Uh, he doesn't do that noise, but he'll go <laughs> like that, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, it's Chewy. <laughs> it's my Chewy. And you're like, I know, buddy. I'm worried too. I'm scared. I talk to him like he's a, <laughs> like he's a person, like you're Han Solo. So in your utopian world, you're sort of like this. Clooney esque Han Solo, sort of. Yeah, I mean Clooney could have played Han Solo, right? He could have theoretically. Hey, did, in that new trailer, um, did you lose it when uh, he goes, "We're home, Chewie"? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Me too. I lost my shit. I mean, I, <laughs> given the fact that I was driving to the airport when that trailer was released online, and I pulled over on the shoulder of a highway to watch it yeah. <laughs> because I couldn't wait to watch it. Yeah, yeah it and then huge. when I realized him. The first time I watched it, I didn't realize where they were. Yeah. And then the second time I watched it, I was like, holy shit. They're, he's saying that because they're on the Millennium yeah, Falcon. Like, exactly. What does that mean? Like, they're gonna, that yeah. means they're like reclaiming the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, they're I know. Like, like, There's and they're, so many theories online, and I'm reading all of them. Yeah. I have a theory of my own. <laughs> Let, can we do it here? Let's do it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'll talk about Star Wars all day. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Uh... Don't tell me the other theories online, though. Okay. Because I don't want to know anybody else's theory. Yeah. I have my own theory, and I can kind of like... I, I don't blab yeah. it out to people. If nobody wants to hear it, I won't say it. I want to hear it. But um, but I don't want to read anybody else's because I'm too afraid. When I promote this, right. I'll say if you don't want to hear Joe DeRosa's <laughs> possible spoiler. This is what I think. Yeah. I think <clears throat> that they're going to find Han like... Like, he is not going to be with Princess Leia anymore. Yeah. I think the whole premise of this movie is going to be, like, they thought they destroyed the Empire. They didn't. It came back. It kicked the shit out of them. Things are bad. Like, shit is fucked up. Uh, Luke is off in hiding because I think they're going to take... Like Obi-Wan styles? Well, yeah, but I, I, I really think they're going to take a page from the comics and the books and everything with like Luke becoming afraid that he was going to get too powerful and right. he was going to turn to the dark like side. The so, he, so he just just kind of resigned and went away. And I feel like him resigning and going away started a chain reaction that let the Empire grow and the Sith come back and everything, you know? Yeah. That's my first theory. I like that. Under that umbrella... I think that like one of the byproducts of that was like that shit went to pieces between Han and Leia. I think they're going to find Han in like a fucking bar somewhere. Like I think he's going to be a scoundrel again. Yeah. And I think they're going to and they're going to be like I think the whole I think the whole plot of the movie is going to be them being like we have to fucking find Luke Skywalker. We yeah. know he's alive. We have to find him. Yeah. Because he's the only one that can help us like stop this new threat and I think Leia's going to be like, yeah, I know who can probably find him for you. And they're going to go get Han. 
Jeez, and this he, is pretty good. And he's not going to have and completely reasonable. Yeah, and he's and I think he's not going to have the ship anymore. Yeah, because he lost in a better for whatever reason. But here's the thing. Well, people have said that the bet thing to me. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. They're on that ship in that trailer with their guns out. Yeah, and they're recreating the classic. Han and Chewie shot from the original Star Wars. Yeah. And he's got his p- pistol and Chewie's got his crossbow. I think the Empire has the Millennium Falcon in a compound or something, and they got to fucking shoot their way in. Because why would they have their guns out on their own ship? So whatever it is, they have to get into the ship and get it back. He gets in. He's like, Chewie, we're home. They're excited. And then they take off and get pursued. And that's why in the trailers, there's all those shots of the TIE fighters chasing them. Yeah. I think the ship's going to be in like some kind of imperial junkyard on the desert planet, this new desert planet <laughs> they're talking about. And that's why they're chasing him. This is amazing. I, I'm, I, I, would, I would bet money that, that that's... I just got psyched about the trailer. <laughs> yeah you know what i mean well me too yeah but this is amazing i think about Star but there Wars is so one much. scene in the trailer okay so um i forget what the black guy's character is supposed to be but he looks like he doesn't want to be a stormtrooper right right and then there's a shot of like a ship on in like the empire or whatever it is now i think it's called the it's called something else now but it's shooting other ships of its kind yes. like i think he escapes yeah, so the TIE fighter is like pulling up and shooting other and, TIE fighters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I think that's and probably you, him like hijacking a ship and being like, I'm fucking out of here. But, but he might have been a stormtrooper and then saw too much evil and was like, fuck this. Yeah, I definitely yeah. think the Empire, I, don't th- I, I, I retract one of my earlier statements. I don't think the Empire kept, just kept going. I think they put a, I think they knocked it off its feet. Yeah. And slowly over time, it, so who's this other it, Sith it, guy it now, like the back. Adam Driver character? His name's Kylo Ren. I don't yeah, know Kylo who Ren. the fuck he is, but I think he's going to be awesome. He's got a cool mask. Yeah, and I love <laughs> that his name's Kylo Ren. It's not Darth, yeah. whatever. I like that it, yeah, this, yeah. they said that the Empire isn't called the Empire anymore. It's called the First Order. Yeah, and I the like Rebellion's that, called the Resistance. Yeah, like I, I like that there's like a whole... The names are different for everything. Like That to me speaks to... It sneakily comes back. Yeah. It's not like the Empire just kept going. It fell, and then it slowly grew back. Right. Why did it grow back? Because people weren't keeping it in check. Why aren't people getting checked? Because Luke's not there. Luke was supposed to be the leader of, you know, the keepers of peace. Yeah. And he goes away. Well, why does he go away? Because he's fucking afraid he's going to turn to the dark side. Dude, he's got that fucking black robot hand in I the know. trailer, man. His flesh is gone, man. You know? Well, yeah. well, that's the hand he got chopped off. I know, but I mean all, covering that hand. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't have that, that fake, yeah, the fake yeah, yeah. skin on it anymore. Yeah. So it's like he's, he's got the mask of Vader, like clearly as a reminder of like this is where it all leads. You know, like there's some, there's some shit happening. Oh, I man. forgot about that, the melted mask. Yeah, there's... there's there's some. I think this is going to be a dark movie. It's going to be heavy. It's good though, because Empire was dark, and that was the best one. Well, Kevin Smith said that it it felt very Empire, like the stuff he saw, and um, he uh, also too. The other thing I'm excited about is that J.J. Abrams said um, he asked Harrison Ford not to do like the growly delivery he's been doing and everything. Right. And he and he said Harrison Ford said okay and he said he he like it's like a much more like 
twinkle in the eye like enthusiastic Harrison Ford right. performance like which is so fucking awesome man that he's going to yeah, be like Han, like, you know? Yeah, it's like remember when you weren't mega famous, act like that. Yeah. Yeah. And just super high all the time. That was the one I, I kind of I'm going to get I get so much shit just for Just wait this. for one sec. Yeah. People listening that you do listen to this sometimes cuz you like listening to other people's idea of what a utopian world would be like. We are taking a break right now with that because I love Star Wars too. So this is great. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So what were you gonna say? I uh, I get sh- <laughs> I get shit for it all the time because I, I like. No, it's fine. I'm way into it. Well, I like the prequels. I like Crystal Skull. Like I, I I'm a kid at heart, so I like all that shit. The one. one oh, the- do you like Crystal Skull? Yeah, I still haven't seen it. Uh, yeah, I liked it. They had. There's rumors of a reboot. Did you know that? Yeah, there are. They they confirm that they are gonna do it. They are just you auditioning? <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, they just haven't said yet that uh, they, they, they haven't confirmed yet whether it's a reboot or if they're going to actually do a sequel with Harrison Ford. Yeah. I would fucking watch it, man. Yeah. I don't give a fuck that he's old. Like, yeah. I, he's awesome. I just didn't see Crystal Skull because um, when I watched the trailer whenever a few years ago when it came out, it just looked like Indiana Jones's pants were too high. Like an old man. They do kind of look too high. I you know agree. what I mean? Like the around the waist old man style? Yeah, they look pulled up too high. It was There was something about the movie where there was like a weird glossiness to it that felt a little different. Like Indy needs some swagger. But like, I don't like that other guy. Shia LaBeouf? Yeah. Yeah, I, I could have done without him. I don't hate Shia LaBeouf. I just didn't think the character was necessary. Yeah, I don't hate him, but it just looked weird. Like the greaser on the motorbike or whatever. Yeah. I didn't watch it, so I don't know much. Yeah, But they... They um, but like in Crystal Skull, one of the things I didn't like about it was yeah. Harrison Ford was much more subdued. Like he was like a more yeah, and I get it. Like he's older. He's like an older character now. Like, but it wasn't the same. But like, it didn't. Indiaisms were gone. My favorite thing about Indiana Jones is that, how fucking indignant he is. Yeah, you know how he's always like yelling at you. Who was yeah. just saying this to me? Somebody. Oh, Karen Kilgariff, who's one of my best friends in comedy. Yeah. And uh, I love her so much. And she's so funny and great. But uh, she, uh, we were talking about it. And she was like, we weren't talking about Indiana Jones. We were just talking about the idea of somebody. She said on her podcast, she has dreams. She has a recurring dream about Ice Cube rescuing her. <laughs> and that's a, she that's said a he's always like... Yeah. Got the mean face on. Yeah. Because he's like, ah, you fucking idiot. I don't have time for this shit. You know? Like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, but she's like, that's what makes it so great. She's like, there's something so exciting about a guy like rescuing you that's like, you fucking idiot. You did this to yourself. Yeah, I don't have yeah. time for this. <laughs> you know? That's so funny. And I was like, that's why Indiana Jones is so awesome. Because. He's never like, we're here to rescue you. He's like, come on. Like, he's like yeah, swinging yeah. at you the whole time. You're right. And it's, that's why I don't think Chris Pratt is a good choice if they reboot it. He's I think Chris gentle. Pratt is great. Yeah, he's awesome. He's but. great, but he's, he's too charming. Like, Indiana Jones should be like, fucking Dennis Quaid would be an awesome Indiana Jones. Dennis yeah. Quaid would be awesome. He's probably too old. They want to go younger. So yeah, he's like as old it. as Harrison Ford. I think he's only in his fifties, but he he looks Dennis great. Dennis Quaid was in a weird way in the eighties, almost like if you couldn't get Harrison Ford. Yeah, he was kind of like the other Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, but that, but like, but my like a guy like that would be 
like there was a I figured it out too I was like I thought about it one day for a while and then I said to my friend like you know who would be perfect this dude and he was like holy shit you're right and now of course I can't fucking remember who I said but but you need somebody that's like you know it's like Indiana Jones is like your dad he's like yelling at you the whole time you're trying to help him well that's what made me think that's what I instantly thought of when you said your friend Karen wants to be rescued by the angry ice cream being like come on it is like a psychological dad thing in a way like sorry you know yeah, but like, you know like it's like a tough love sort of thing connection indiana jones always yeah. reminded me of my dad yeah. because it it always felt like working so how did the one with his dad feel like did you feel like you were watching your dad and your grandpa i felt i swear to god dude i'm not joking i i felt a kin, a kinship between the relationship i have with my dad and the way he yells at his dad. Oh yeah, like you know. Yeah, like because I I had that dynamic like with my you, dad. Oh, you did, yeah. Where my dad used to be the guy, like kind of like, kind of yelling at me, and then when we got a little older, he you know, okay, yeah, he's switch. like, well, I didn't know, and I'm like, I know, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I'm like basically my dad now. Okay, so that was really fun. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get back to the Utopian world because I do like. That was really great, by the way. I love Good. all that shit. So, and then everybody listening, you just got to know a lot about Joe, and that was really fun. Good. But your perfect utopian world is basically you're like a Han Solo, Clooney esque guy, in like single, blasting starships, like in the Star Wars universe. You have a Wookie. I have a Wookie. I like how you say you have it. Like it's not like he's your buddy. You just have one. Ah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't you always kind of feel like it's his dog? Yes, I, mean, that's I they do. do that in Spaceballs, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. There's some weird, like... <laughs> I really hope they explain finally in the new movie, like... Yeah, what's what the, the relationship? What the fuck is their deal? Yeah, like... Yeah. But Chewie, like... He Does Chewie need Han, or are they just best buds, or what is it? The, the books, the stories in the books, which I don't know if this is canon or not, was that Han, when Han, like, defected from the Empire, he saved Chewie from a Wookiee prison camp. So Chewie oh. was like, I'm indebted to you I know, forever. I have no idea about that. But then on the... So Han was part of the Empire in the books. There was, yeah, there's like there's like certain backstories with because Han. Because people freaked when they said that that's not going to be canon anymore, right? With, with, the, uh, with the new movies? They didn't say... No, they didn't... What they said was... They weren't going to follow... <laughs> and we are back to Star Wars, yeah, by the yeah, way. Sorry. No, it's fine. No, it's good. He, 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 they said they, the new books... Look, you're visiting in Toronto. I'd rather you enjoy yourself. I'm having a great time. Yeah, no matter what. Yeah. They said the, the moon movies weren't going to follow the books. Yeah. Which is fine. Like, okay. But whatever. So anyway, the... Um, <laughs> and you've read them all. Uh, I've barely read any of them, to be okay. honest. The, you- tr- the Timothy Zahn trilogy is the one that's supposed to be like the... People were like, I hope they make the movie out of that. Yeah. But I, I never really read. The one book I read was called, I think it was called like Rise of Vader. And it took place after Revenge of the Sith. And it was fucking awesome. Because it was this whole book about Darth Vader, like fully becoming Darth Vader. Yeah. Like, and in the beginning of the book, like he's miserable. And Anakin's like, yeah, like he's like depressed, and he's like, "What the fuck have I done?" And like, and he can't control the suit, yeah. 
and they explain like what it's like to live in the suit and it's it's horrible it sounds horrible but then by the end of it he's like surging with dark side power yeah. and he like he like accepts it so uh, that's really cool cuz they can't really touch that anymore anyways because yeah. they've they've left it at that yeah yeah so that was a cool book but anyway the the word on the street is that Han saved Chewie, and now Chewie yeah. has a life debt to Han. But yeah. here's the thing: in the Star like a, Wars, like a stray dog, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but in the Star Wars Christmas special, they go back to Chewie's planet. Yeah, but does that count? And That's Han so goes and visits his family. Yeah, I know. So I don't know. But also in the prequels, even though they're on the planet of the Wookies, it still looks like they're taking orders from like Yoda and shit. Like they don't seem that. They seem like uh, obedient, like subservient to a degree. In the like, they in, stand beside Yoda and they're like, "Yeah, we're fighting with you," but it still looks like Yoda's leading them. You know well, he I mean? is. He's like the general in that battle. Yeah, that's how the Clone Wars worked. Is like the Jedi would. But so you never see them. You never see a Wookiee being uh, completely assertive itself. No, <laughs> but you don't. But that didn't happen on any planet during the Clone War battles. There was the same thing when they go to. Uh, what was that? Huh. You mean, oh, what do you mean? That's how the Clone Wars worked. Yeah. It's like, if you watch the cartoon and stuff, yeah. they, the Jedi goes and basically is like, look, we're going to help you, but you got to, they go in like consultants almost, where it's like, we're going to help you, but you got to follow our lead. Oh. Because it's people that So you've need. watched the Clone Wars cartoons too. Dude, they're awesome. <laughs> they're awesome. Rebels is awesome. Yeah. Clone Wars is, I'll say this, Clone Wars is great Yeah. with moments of like, sheer awesomeness where you're like holy shit dude there's an episode in the last there's there's a thing called the lost missions or something and it was like the final season that got released after yeah there's an episode where one of the clones starts firing on his own people yeah and they're like what the fuck is wrong with you man and like like he's trying to kill the jedi and they find out you find out that order 66 like his chip went off too early yeah and he dude there's like awesome awesome shit it's on netflix right yeah the whole thing is on netflix i'm gonna watch it dude it's great every like third episode they'll do something like too childish and dumb with like jar jar or something yeah but just know oh i gotta tell you something awesome huh Uh, apparently jj abrams in one of the desert shots yeah i heard this oh yeah you can well people listening you can see jar jar binks's skeleton yeah that's great (laughs) Yeah. So know that going in. Okay, like yeah. in fact, I think the very first episode is is a Yoda one, and it's kind of cheesy. Yeah, but I'm just gonna call this uh, episode the Star Wars special with Joe yeah. Rosa. Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> but watch, just just hang in there, and trust me. By like the fifth episode, you're gonna be like, "Holy shit, this is fucking awesome!" Yeah. But dude, there's an episode, the finale of the fourth season. They go to they go to uh, the Wookiee planet, and they fight with Chewbacca. Uh, <laughs> Liam Neeson comes back and does Qui Gon Jinn, and he the, does the voice in the final like four episodes. The final four yeah. episodes of the series are Yoda traveling and learning how to communicate with the dead Jedi, and he fucking finds wait Yoda learning how to do that. Yeah, he like learns how to do that. So that's why at the end of, of the Revenge of the Sith, he's like, "I'll teach you how to commune with Qui Gon." Yeah, it's they show him how he learns how to do it. And he so, goes, how do you feel about the prequels then? And by the I way, I'm Revenge just gonna say one more Sith. thing. We've already established your utopian world is just fucking Star Wars, all right? So that's why we're talking about it. Yeah, so I want to be a Han. I want to be George Clooney <laughs> as Han Solo, except I also have the Force. 
Yeah. And, uh, and and that's it. It's it's Jedi yeah. Han Solo. No one's everyone's single. No one's giving you grief about being single. You can still listen to hip hop. Yeah, it's basically. What food are you eating in the galaxy? What like, what's food? your favorite foods there? Uh, fried chicken. <laughs> I love. So I'm picturing you taco down kits in the Millennium Falcon with fucking gangstar bumping. You and your Wookiee are eating fried chicken. Yeah, so it would sort of it would sort of be like a Spaceballs. <laughs> yeah, Guardians of the Wait, Galaxy. Wait, they are twist. eating fried chicken in the beginning when you introduce them in Spaceballs. I think when they're introduced, well, they're eating something or like barf is or whatever. No, but his name is. John John Candy's making his dinner. Yeah, and it's like he's mixing all this dog food together. Oh, okay. And he's putting like the biscuits. In I it. remember it being gross. One of the many scenes in a movie that's not supposed to make you in any way hungry that makes me hungry. <laughs> There's something about it that makes me hungry. I Pizza get, the Hut makes me hungry. Yeah, that makes me hungry. <laughs> the scene in the Dark Crystal where they're all at that like table eating like the fucking rodents and oh, shit makes me hungry every time. You're, I okay, see you're it. nuts. Yeah, <laughs> every time it's supposed to be disgusting, and every yeah, time yeah. It makes me hungry. That's really gross. Um, anyway, okay, um, so cruising. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're gonna say something else about uh, oh, but the prequels. So I love Revenge, Revenge of the Sith is my third favorite of the six movies. Jeez, Easily. that's risky biz. Which one does it? Uh, Jedi. I knew it because of the Ewoks. It's the Ewoks. It's just like how it all kind of ends. Yeah, I love the battle between. I love the whole struggle. Oh, you don't like how it ends. I like the struggle with yeah. Luke, and I love that whole part. The fight is good, though. Uh, you know, I hate the Ewok battle. I hate yeah, that they like yeah. turn. They just make it funny and cute, right? And, like, I just and that the Ewoks are like <laughs> taking. I mean, these Chewbacca cheering from the uh, ATAT thing. Yeah, it's just it's just too happy. It's yeah. just too happy. Like it's too it's too cute. Yeah, even like. Even the way they have Han outsmarting the Imperials, it's it's like all like goofy shit. But it's you're, like he okay. taps a stormtrooper on the shoulder. And yeah. Like, you're like, hey, wait a second, you get back. You know, it's like yeah. it's like ridiculous. It's like these are the same guys. They these guys kicked the fucking shit out of you guys at the beginning yeah. of the last movie. These machines kicked the fucking shit out of yeah. the rebellion where the, the rebellion almost the stakes are gone it's so easy for them yeah it's like it's like bring the like why is the empire not attacking at that level but did you watch jedi in the theater because i oh, did yeah. and i was when like i was five or whatever yeah. age it was the greatest so, thing i ever saw yeah, when that's I was what i'm getting six, at yeah. so when you your opinion changed over the years yeah 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 because at the time that was the first one i got to see in the theater and the other two I only knew from VHS. You know what I mean? Yeah, no. My opinion changed over the years. Yeah. I mean, I still love the opening. But Revenge of the Sith is dark, too. I love it. Like, it's that awesome. fight in that lava world or whatever. Fuck, man. It's fucking awesome, man. Yeah. It's awesome when they build Vader. It's awesome when... But what about when he goes no? When he yells no? Yeah, that doesn't bother me, man. <laughs> it's such a good... It's such just like a classic, like... It's such a classic movie trope, like the guy yeah. yells no at his worst moment. It's like there's a million movies where yeah. they do that. It's also I the Star Wars uh, movies are littered with the Wilhelm scream, right? Yeah. So it's like they they use shit. Yeah. Like, it's like yes. it, it, people that sit there and go, "That movie sucks because Darth Vader yells no at the end." It's like you're a miserable <laughs> fundamentalist nerd asshole. Well, that scene bothers me, but yeah, I don't but it doesn't hate ruin the movie. The movie. No, That's I, my point. It's stuff. awesome seeing the frame of the Death Star at the end. 
Yeah. It's awesome, like watching yeah, yeah. Palpatine become the Emperor. It the, the lightsaber fights are great. The the fight between Grievous and Obi Wan is awesome. The yeah. whole opening thing is awesome when they're in space and they have to attack the ship. Oh, you're like, making me want to go watch it again. It's 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 through and through a better paced and more exciting movie to me than Jedi Return of the Jedi. So it goes Star Wars or Empire Star Wars or Sith. New Hope then Sith. And then, uh, and then I go. Uh, what would your Star Wars movie be called? The one that you're in right now in your utopian world. Like if they made a movie of you as this Han Solo guy. <laughs> Come on, you have you know have so much knowledge about it. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know those titles. I I got anxiety once before they announced the title of the new movie. Thinking about if I was I I had this fantasy where I was in a boardroom. With J.J. Abrams, and we had to come up with the title Fuck. of the new movie, and I had anxiety. I, I literally got anxiety because <laughs> I was like, "It's the hardest thing you could ever." There's nothing you could think of that yeah. would immediately go. The You'd Force Awakens. Go. That's what they went with, right? Yeah, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> now I think it sounds cool. I think Phantom yeah. Menace sounds cool now, and I don't love the movie. Yeah, it's probably my yeah. least favorite of all of them. But like, but like to me, to me, Attack of the Clones sounds cool now. Does Attack when of the I Clones f- go before Jedi? For you, because of the fights and all that. I honestly good fights in that movie. I honestly, I'd put Attack of the Clones and Jedi almost next to each other. Wow, for similar reasons. That's huge. A Jedi will always get the edge because it's the original characters. Yeah, but I'd put them next to each other because it's like they. Th- there are parts that make me cringe that are cheesy. There are parts that I love. Yeah, the switching of the heads. With Wait. the C three PO and the uh, yeah, droid, who doesn't love that? No, no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't like that part. I'm just kidding. But like, I like the whole the whole arena battle is awesome. I love the battle with Dooku. I yeah. love when Yoda comes in. I love the yeah, whole, that's amazing. I love that whole opening chase through the city with Obi Wan and everything. Like, yeah, there's there's really really awesome moments. I hate all the bullshit love stories. That's stuff. the weakest part. Is actually, I just uh, Hayden Christensen's actually. Christensen's from here, so no offense to a local guy, but man, I don't know. It's not his fault. You know, you think it's Lucas? It just didn't. It just didn't. It didn't fit. Yeah, that's all. I, I I'm a big Hayden Christensen fan, man. I think. Oh yeah. One of my favorite movies is Vanishing on Seventh Street, and I loved him in Broken Glass I don't know that. too. I don't know. This. Um, they're both great movies. I'm yeah. a big fan of that guy. It's not his fault. It's like it's like a hard thing to pull off it's like it just didn't fit yeah. it wasn't like a good star wars thing and i love lucas dude i have a six minute bit where i defend him to my i defend that guy to my death really i love lucas Pat um, oswald's got that bit on his one of his albums I where know. he just destroys him oh me and Patton have yelled at each other have about you? star wars <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny yeah does it ever end uh, all right, amicably. Or? Oh yeah, no, it's it's always in good fun. But yeah, like, yeah, but you know, I'm always just like, oh, come on, dude, like what the, f-? yeah, you know. But he's always like, <laughs> but that's his thing. He goes to extremes. Um, but uh, I like that you're defending it, and you're getting me psyched to watch rewatch Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, I, so I put Jedi and and uh, clones almost on par. It's dude, the Obi Wan Django Fett fight is fucking awesome. Yeah, the clones. I like the revel, the reveal that like the clones are the stormtroopers. What about the water planet with those weird slippery alien people? Yeah, I think that's cool. I like it. Okay. So, <laughs> so anyway, um, yeah. and then Phantom Menace is my least favorite 
just because I just I don't know. It's more of a kids movie, but I think yeah, as the far fact as that they scaled goes, back Jar Jar and the other two movies is actually really nice of George Lucas. Yeah, I, that's my point with Lucas is like yeah. I think he was listening to the fans. And I think, and he was a little out of a t- touch for a sec, but so what, man? The guy's a fucking multi-billionaire. Yeah, I th- living on a ranch. You know? I think he's an awesome guy. I think he revolutionized cinema. Mm-hmm. I think he's responsible for hands down the top, like the majority of the top ten of greatest movie characters of all time. I think his philanthropy is fucking amazing. You know, dude, he it's it, we have THX because of him. We have Industrial Light and Magic because of him. Yeah. Like none of this CGI shit would be happening to it, in the way that it is without him. You know, yeah. sound in a movie theater wouldn't be what it is without him. Like that guy is the fucking man. <laughs> and yeah, he was a little rusty, but he also I got what he was trying to do and I kept saying it when people were shitting on Phantom Menace was that I was like, "Guys, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the third movie is going to be so fucking dark, and he bubbled this one up because he's trying to he's trying to like front load this right. one with the with the positive shit because the the last one's going to be nasty. Yeah, because think about what do kids take out of watching that third one, right? Nothing. Like they got to watch like their favorite character turn into a bad guy. Yeah, and whatever. So it's and like, the kids get split up, and the mom dies of a broken heart or whatever. Like yeah. <laughs> so it's like he didn't land it perfectly, but I my my opinion on the tri- prequel trilogy is is I, there are parts in Phantom Menace that I like, but my my overall take on it is halfway through uh, Attack of the Clones it turns once once Obi Wan fights Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones like from that moment on mm-hmm. it's awesome yeah like and it's like it and it doesn't let up so it's like okay it took him a movie and a half to figure it out and then he figured it out. I'm happy with have it. Have you defended these movies on a podcast before? Oh, I did. I have a bit about it on stage. Damn, I, I was hoping I had podcast. an exclusive here. Um, actually, I don't know <laughs> if I've ever done it on a podcast. Yeah, there you go. You know? Okay, let's get back. Let's wrap it up. But let's... Uh, I, I kind of like that you're... You got a Wookiee. You're basically Han Solo. Let's just say it. Jedi Han Solo. With George Clooney-esque attributes. The fucking fa- the face. We can take or? Clooney out of it. Yeah, Hans, Harrison Ford is the original. Clooney. You just like you just like yeah. You're right. <laughs> so I'm. He was a bachelor. Yeah. So I'm. I'm yeah, he never made a commitment I'm to Jedi Leia. Han Solo. He never made a commitment to Leia. Yeah. What are they going to do with her in the movie, man? Her face changed so much. Uh, I saw her at Star Wars Celebration. She looked. She looked good. Oh really? Yeah. She looked. Did good. she look like Carrie Fisher? Yeah. Cool. She, I mean, dude, they're like she's like sixty. I know. So you know, she uh, looks like sixty-year-old Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Okay, that's good. That's yeah, good. Yeah, she looked good. I don't think I. I don't know if I've seen a picture. I just see people online saying dumb shit. They all I mean? lost a shitload of weight. Yeah. She sounds different. That was the weird thing to yeah. me. Yeah. She sounds different, but I think that's just like an age. They all sound a little different. Actually, Mark Hamill's the only one that sounds exactly the same. Like yeah. that voiceover in the new trailer it's is amazing. It's a hybrid of the Jedi voiceover. I heard it's that. Of the dialogue from Jada, and then yeah, he yeah. recorded some new lines for it. And it's like, I can't tell the difference. He sounds exactly the same. Well, I think I could tell there's a little bit of a sadder rasp to it, an older rasp, just slightly. Right. And that's fine. But he's also an incredible voice actor, so he probably knows like, oh, yeah. I, I should bring my voice up a little bit. That's what I was thinking. You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so in this situ- in this scenario, Millennium Falcon, you guys are just cruising, listening to hip-hop. 
eat Joey Badass, whatever, eating fried chicken, laughing, talking about chicks that you like. <laughs> uh, is the setup of the galaxy still the same? Like, is there an yeah. empire that you have to fight, and there's a rebellion that you're a part it's of? It's totally Star Wars. It's totally so. You're just your utopian world is you and Star Wars. Yeah, I'm kicking in real life. I'm like we're killing it though. We're kicking ass. We're we're having we're having crazy adventures. So to summarize, in real life, planet Earth, you liked this one era of Williamsburg, but if you could have anything, you'd just be fucking Han Solo. Yeah, Williamsburg was like <laughs> the other parts of Williamsburg. I like, by the way. Dive bars, yeah. awesome. Amazing restaurants, awesome. Yeah. Super hot girls everywhere. But and like the best hot, like Lisa Loeb hot. You know, yeah. like 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 cute hot. Yeah, like and then um and then um great shows. I did a lot of Yeah, great comedy shows. And then uh and awesome coffee shops. Pizza. Yeah. It was so basically if I could have if there was like a spaceport on Tatooine that was Williamsburg, Brooklyn, yeah. in the era that I lived there. There we go. Yeah. It's Star Wars. I go back there. <laughs> I have my run of that shit. And then I'm like, see, dudes, I got to go kick some ass. And a lot of Chewbacca hugging. I've always wanted to be hugged <laughs> by Chewbacca. Yeah. That'd be weird if you hugged him and you could feel his dong. I don't think he has a dong. That, we don't know, eh? I hope he doesn't, man. I don't want him to have a dong. <laughs> Chewbacca, if you're listening to this, Chewbacca does not have a dong. We just said it. JJ, Abrams, if you're listening to this, this. Yeah. that should be the title. Chewbacca does not have a dong, <laughs> or I'm going to Clooney this thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, One more thing I wanted to say. Imagine there was like a bar in Williamsburg, total Williamsburg, but just one bar was like the bar from Star Wars with all those creatures in it. That just got me really excited. <laughs> That would be fucking awesome. Yeah, you just fucking get drunk with those like bum face guys, and then you go and get pizza after. <laughs> well, yeah, I'd love it if the Williamsburg was p- also populated by like people, aliens from Star Wars. So the whole Williamsburg is full of these Star Wars people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but then there's also like the hot Lisa Loeb girls. Yeah, and the cool dudes I like to drink with. Yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then there's also like Star Wars people there too. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, and I want to get into a bar fight. And I tell yeah. a guy to back off of me, and he's like, "What are you going to do about it?" And I and I have the force, and I and I I choke him and lift him up into the air, and so then I drop him, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm sorry." You're like Han Solo with the force. Well, I've said that about six times now. <laughs> Good to see you're doing your hosting duties, really staying on I'm top just, of the. I'm yeah. fucking with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just fucking with it. Yeah, no, I, I'm Jedi Han Solo. That's utopia. Yeah, I know. For a sec, I was sweating. I was like, oh, my God, he thinks I'm a bad host because I can't remember. He said he wanted the force. No, please. <laughs> come on, man. That's the kind of interview it is, though. That's It's yeah. just making me laugh anyways. I love it. Um, Good. That was a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. Anything else you want to promote because you're here in Toronto now? I think I am going to try and rush this out before tomorrow's show. I'm hosting for you, by the way. Uh, Tonight? Um, Sunday. Uh, uh, no. You know what? You should give me a copy of this. Yeah. And I'll release it on my podcast as a crossover app. Really? Yeah. Okay, sweet. I do that all the time. Yeah. I do other people's podcasts. I'm like, just let, I'll just release it on mine. It's, you know. It's uh, when would you release it by? Uh, Monday. Okay. Because I was thinking of putting mine out tomorrow if I could. It's fine. Just to promote your set. Put yours out whenever. Me and Kurt Braunel do it with a podcast. Okay, because usually I put it out on Tuesday. I don't care. I'm going to put mine out on Monday. Okay, then I'm putting this out Tuesday. Uh, I'll give you this, though. Yeah, but but yeah. Uh, to plug, you, yeah, down with Joe DeRosa, which you're already listening to. If you just heard this, uh, yeah, and uh, and then also, uh, 
What do I have coming up, guys? Fans of the podcast. Well, you're working on the new hour. You're touring it around. New hour touring. Oh, I'm going to be in Houston this weekend, this Thursday, fr- Thursday, Friday, and Sunday. I'll be in Houston at the Improv doing shows. Yeah, come out to that. Um, be at a bunch of festivals this summer. Uh, Just for Laughs, Montreal, uh, Outside Lands, and San Fran. Um, oh, there's another one, guys, in June that I can can't remember the name of it right now. It's a new festival, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and uh, get out there and give me those one star ratings. I keep telling everybody I, I want to be the lowest rated comedian on the internet. <laughs> And they're still not all down to one star. One if star you're listening ratings. to mine, please, uh, five ratings, five star ratings. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, I guess that's it. Yeah. All right. Thanks so much. Uh, did you have fun? Yes. Did you? Yes. I had a lot of fun. Good. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, brother. And I'll see you tonight. All right. Bye.